All right. Thank you for joining the ESC Pasta Podcast <laughs> Network. Pasta, that's what I want. That's what's really going on. Well, Podcast <laughs> Network. So the emphasis on the N. And let me get, I was, there's no way to get around this. I'll figure it out. I'm sure there is, but it has, it has to be techie. Uh, with the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. And I say that to be authentic and transparent. Kim Tebow was trying to say he was authentic and transparent on the SEC network. He's not, but we are. And the reason we do it is for a business reason, right? So we build trust and, and we get people to collaborate with us, reciprocate with us, and we make even more money. Also, the Chinese, as now I've been accused by 10 or more people of being a Cuban redneck, but I just have to make this point <laughs> that the Chinese communists feel that communism is better than capitalism because capitalists can't collaborate. They compete too much against each other. And man, that couldn't be farther from the truth when you're at the sports book and you're cashing tickets and people see that you're approachable, right? Nice guys finish last. If you're a nice person, people will try to take advantage of you and run over you. However, you can't be so much of an a-hole that you're not approachable in life. And I take it as a badge of honor. It happened to me the other day where people approach you and ask you questions. They're like, wow, man, you've really been observing. In the sports book, they do that. Hey, who are you betting the next game and why? So we're doing this on a large scale. And it's, you know, what America's built on, collaboration. Even mortal enemies like Apple and Google collaborate. Joint, they call them joint ventures, right? Uh, Ford is in a joint ventures with Salesforce with an electric car. And they're saying they're going to kick Elon Musk's ass, right? That's an American. There you go. Two guys, Jack Benioff and the guy from Ford, not necessarily friends, but they're collaborating to make money. So that's what we do on the podcast. Every single podcast is a business meeting with a purpose and an outcome. Also, it's a, really at the end of the day, it's an instructional podcast, but we hit the three levels. You got the people who need the picks to pay curtain bills. You got people in the intermediate, right? Time is money. Time literally is money. You have an MBA, securities licenses, clients $50 million and up. I do have the video. I'm going to put it up where I went to the Jenner Business Park for a five-minute meeting. They had me wait for an hour, but I was doing research for the podcast during that hour. And uh, Kim Kardashian came in and Mama Jenner was in there for exactly five minutes. And they asked me a dumb question and I gave them a straight answer and it was over. All right, Mr. Skate, it's time for you to go. <laughs> they didn't say that, the assistant did. But it was a five minute meeting, whatever, we're gone. So you learn a lot from those clients and you just don't leave. You walk around and you talk to the people at the warehouse. It's the warehouse for cosmetics for girls between the age of 12. 13 and 14, 15, already handled the warehouse part of it. So they're kind of eliminating the middleman that I'm friends with and paying me directly. Cool. But Kanye West is not coming on the podcast 
because he does not know anything about sports bet. <laughs> but why ask something so dumb? They're also with Hulu and Disney streaming, and they've been listening to the podcast. So we appreciate that, right? So we hit things on the three levels, financial levels. Since they have securities license, they have to think a certain way. So we view every single wager as an investment and the mentality for the investment. And we use business and financial concepts. It goes more than that. We got a newsletter coming out. The episode notes have links. And we have the top 10 rules of betting on there. It gives you a lot of information. All right. So we're going to. If you're the smartest, toughest person in a room, right? That five-minute meeting, I thought I was the toughest, smartest person in the room. Not even close. When I got out, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. So I was in the right room at that point in time. I'm in the right room at this point in time. Say so I have two guys who are tougher, smarter than me, and the, I'm the president of the Orange County Diversity Council, part of the National Diversity Council, that I get to meet Obama. But if I did meet Obama, take a picture of him, though I would have some big money clients that would immediately <laughs> cancel. And I'll have some others that would be happy. So we keep things cool, right? We stay away from politics, except for one issue, the taxation of earnings of sports betting profits. So we're gonna go first words from the two guys who are tougher, smarter than myself and we got regional diversity you get a different information in the northeast and then we got a young hip professional football player dude right uh, kim kardashian would love to see him but we're going to keep that away from them doing chad's mom a solid doing chad solid uh, keeping that away man he doesn't need that but he's a professional football player he, got, he graduated from college. He starred on both sides of the ball in college. Now he's going to star on both sides of the ball in the Arena League before he makes his debut in the National Football League, which could be this year. We don't know. There's a lot of crazy things going on that I found out about, right? And I can't release my sources anyways because I'm a fiduciary, securities licenses. Um, I get put in jail for revealing any of my clients or anybody I have a conversation with. But we give you the information so we can all make money because time is the one asset in life you can't cannot get back. And who knows if we're still going to have this opportunity to do what we're doing now. So we go to first words. We go Chad, then Scott. And then I'm going to handle a question that we had that's very important this part of the season. I'm going to bring up the Katie Porter whiteboard. Katie Porter's from Boston, Northeast. Had very two great years in Boston, four one to one seven eight. I have to look at the proof to know where I'm going. All right, Chad and Scott. Man, I'm just uh, excited to start breaking down these games with you guys. Man, it's uh, I've been doing my research all day and and getting my mind on them. And we we had a Hawthorne effect yesterday, so uh, ready just to take that into today and and get going on these picks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been looking at the games too as well. Uh, for the better part of the last five or six hours. So I did some research on them. Um, 
you know, I touched on on all of the games. Uh, talked to Jim a little bit earlier today nice. about his thoughts. So I'm ready to go. I mean, we're going to get to 70 eventually. We're one or two two plays away from from getting there in, in a couple of these games. So I have a good feeling that this this might be the week we get we get to 70. So right. So 62.5 percent for people listening for the first time. Uh, I encourage everybody to read the top 10 rules of betting. Uh, I used to have a great professor, Rod Patrick from Alabama. He says, you can ask me any question you want. But the first question I'm going to ask you when you call me, you can call me at two in the morning. You can call me at four in the morning. You can call my wife. She's smarter than me. And I'm going to ask financial guy, rich, more richer than God, right? Uh, Mr. Patrick, but he said, when I answer your call, I'm going to ask you one question. Boy or girl, did you read the book? He was from Alabama. So he was like, did you read the book? If you haven't read the book, don't ask me any questions until you read the book. So read the top 10 rules of betting, right? Uh, and then that'll help you with the answer. Also, we got Twitter videos on my Twitter account, J-O-S-U-E-V, as in victory, I-Z, C as in cat, A-Y. Really, it's instructional version. Why? To make you money, to help with wealth inequality. We give you uh, mental health first aid kits. We're going to group them together on the website, on the YouTube page, for the motivational... Mondays with Jim Coventry and John Hansen from Columbus, Ohio, are phenomenal, right? Are phenomenal, All right? So we're going to look at two things here so people understand. 52.5% is break even. ESPN says you can't make it over 55%. Some guys are not trying to say it, but they're charging you money. Remember, this is all free. We're teaching you. This is a financial concept. So you learn how to invest in a mistress. Your 401k is good. And you have enough money that outlasts you after retirement. Right? So you got one stock for Nine, 95% of the people in my business wealth management suck. So let me know if you guys can see that. Did you guys see that? Yeah. So you got stockbroker one who gets you 500%. Right, year one, five hundred percent. Year two, zero. Remember, this is your life savings, right? This is what you're going to use to have more money, and then the years you're going to live. Year three, he's zero. Year three, he's five hundred or five hundred. Next guy is one hundred one year, two hundred the next year, five fifty one year, three hundred one year, and the last year he's a hundred. Who's, who's making you more money and who's the better stockbroker? Well, the bottom guy. Exactly. Steady Freddy. Yeah. Right? Because you can't divide by zero. So all these people telling you these parlays, these locks, call me for a lock. Da, 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 da. You got to be consistent. So what happens? We are 29 straight weeks of profit. Right? Sometimes we're not, sometimes we're at 
but it's profit, even if it's 52.5%, because uh, phrases have changed, right? You know, it used to be shoot a bird or one bullet for two birds, right? Now it's feed a bird with two meals. There's different ways to, to skin a cat. No, there's different ways to feed a cat. You can give them real food. You can buy them cat food at the store, right? So that's what we're going to say. So there's many different ways you can make profit betting, right? You could be at 40% getting plus money betting underdog, but you have to be at least four out of 10 to make money. Can you make money consistently doing it? Maybe, but that's not the process we're teaching here, right? You cannot divide by zero, right? So even if we have a 30% week, it's not zero. So I see outlets out there that just give you parlays. In one week, oh, we're sorry, none of our parlays hit. Boom, he's zero right here. This guy's making no money, and you're kind of done. You're, you're in financial distress here. This guy has you in an island of Fiji. And then the last thing we'll close with, right, is the true definition of value that people get it wrong everywhere, even in the financial world, but especially sports betting. They get it wrong. Let's get into the text. So what value literally is, in this equation, I got it. I graduated from the USF Business School, but the same kind of from Kellogg School, long after I graduated doing self-study. You've got psychological right psychological factors is algebra it's really uh high school algebra plus functional factors now this is important now because we got five weeks of the nfl football season now we got bowl games and the value is quick right is that you can apply a lot of things but i apply personally to bowl games and ncaa tournament games my now nfl games last five years of the season so you got psychological factors plus functional factors divided by time and time is taught that in school it's an asset you can't get back right and time is money so here they go plus money but here's all the same. It's all the same. That equals value. So when you hear, oh, this is a value pick. Oh, there's value in this game, blah, blah, blah. Really? Is there value in that game? The fact is, in business, when you're poor middle class, you have to make decisions without having all the information. The person with the best information wins. You gather all the information before making a decision. Casinos and sportsbook do not share with us their real numbers in real time, right? That's point eight. And last point I'll make is that 52.5% is break even. Now we will not explain arbitrage. You can look it up in the episode notes in the top 10 rules of betting. But if you are making profit like we are for 29 weeks in a row, it's compound interest. 
you're making money on top of money plus relationship with your wife. My wife hasn't paid for gasoline or an expensive purse. We just came back from uh, Methland, Florida. First, thank God we had uh, first class tickets paid with betting money, right? Because it makes her feel better. Psychological fact. Now, if you're betting on 10 games, or let's say right here, we got five positives, right? You got a W, 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 last minute loss. You're laughing instead of, I've been at the casinos. I've done it myself, gnashing your teeth, pissed off, ripping the ticket, screaming at people, right? Because you had a five-team parlay. <laughs> or you can have a five-team parlay, but bet each one individually, your heads, you're out of there, and you're better off psychological-wise, right? You're better off when you get home. You're not punching the dog. You're not short with your kids, right? The psychological factors, right? So now you have a week like us. Our bottom is like 53% because we're laughing, having fun watching the game, our value, right? Because life's short. We're all going to die, right? And you've never seen – you guys can tell me this in uh, – I'll get your thoughts on that before we get into the game. But the uh, first question and your thoughts on, did it make sense when I said, number one and number two, have any of you guys seen a funeral procession, right, with a Brinks truck in it? <laughs> we'll go Scott and Chad. Uh, no, I've never seen a funeral procession with a Brinks <laughs> truck in it, first of all. <laughs> Yeah, hard no for me. <laughs> if I saw one, I I might lose my mind. Um, are they robbing the grave or what? I uh, know. Is he taking his money with him to the grave? Are they <laughs> right. um, in there? <laughs> yeah, and that, made, and that made perfect sense. I mean, you know, about five years ago, I bet a parlay. I hit on the first four out of five legs of it, and lost the fifth one, and that that cost me the parlay. So. Um, versus betting five games individually and maybe yeah. taking a little bit with less than putting you, in you, a part. You take more, you you take profit for sure out of four out of five. Right. Um, so betting pal, as you said, betting parlays is not the way to go. You want to bet them individually so you make more money out of your uh yeah, you know, in your bankroll. So parlays are just for fun, they're not a business strategy to make money. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. And then you know, from a pure math standpoint. You eliminate variables and co-variables to yeah. get to the result you want. So you're adding yeah. an extra variable. Now, Parlay is like it. scratchers yeah. at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> so full disclosure, I did hit a two-team uh, college parlay that I did not bet what I usually bet, but it's, the parlay came to me. It's like you're at the club. You're looking good. You're smelling good. You go to the bar. And the bartender sees you, gives you a hug, and you pull out a $100 bill and give him a tip. And some hot girl comes to you, right? Because <laughs> she's been watching you since the minute you got in there. And you talk to two, two or three girls, and you're like, oh, whatever. So now you're a challenge. Boom, the hot girl comes to you. That's the same way. That parlay was just screaming at <laughs> right so it was obvious it wasn't me looking for it 
it, it would be a totally different result, right? You let it come to you. Don't chase it. Like you don't chase it when you're on a losing streak. <laughs> All right. So uh, I hope that cleared up a few of the questions people had. And uh, it's really at, uh, at the core of our betting strategy. We got first game, the Pittsburgh Steelers at Minnesota. And Hawthorne effect, see with your eyes. Uh, Jason's doing a great job with the spreadsheet. Jason, Jason is amazing. Uh, it opened 45.5, now at 43.5. Um, I don't see a why in that because Minnesota has a very, very bad depleted defense on a short week. And maybe they're watching Adam Scheffner. Now I like to talk to Adam Scheffner because I've personally caught Adam Scheffner lying about that whole Antonio Brown situation. And I got backup from an NFL team <laughs> that will back me up in a fight, uh, either a physical fight or a verbal fight against Adam Chester. Are they listening to the Adam Chesters of the world? And now it's 42.5. I'm going over 43. And I like Pittsburgh in the spot. Uh, Minnesota is... Uh, crazy chick you're dating and then you meet a chick that you think you have a long-term future with. I've been married for 30, some years. So I'm going to go. I'm going to buy the number because what's going on with Rossberger? He can't throw. <laughs> His body's depleted, but he's throwing him out there. Uh, we got uh jazz guy, Mason Rudolph on that team. I got to expect that he's going to start playing pretty soon. So I'm going with your Pittsburgh Steelers plus four over 43. We'll go Scott and Chad. I'm right there with you. I think uh, both teams are going opposite directions. The Vikings are going downward. The Steelers are going upward um, based on last week's results. The one key thing you have to remember is Adam Thielen is out. And Minnesota has been streamlining that off that passing game between Jefferson, Thielen, and their running back. And now you take one of those away, so it's a lot easier to cover them. Um, I think Tomlin's going to have a game plan. I think both teams need this this game, but I think Pittsburgh is just a better, it's a better equipped team to handle this Thursday night. Um, and both defenses are, are are average to below average, so I see the offenses being able to put up high twenties in this game. So um, it's a, in a dome, controlled atmosphere, no weather problems. I see this game going over for sure. I think it could go over 50. Um, that's how confident I am in this. Um, and I see Pittsburgh winning this game. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh on the money line. Woo! I'm going to take Pittsburgh Woo! with the points. That's a Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah. All um, right. I, I think Pittsburgh wins this game. So Shoot. that's where I'm going. You're going to have to do my Ric Flair. You might not like <laughs> I, us. We're going to learn to love us. That's right. The best. Sports betting podcast. <laughs> Go check. <laughs> no, I like it. I think this. I mean, I I like the Steelers plus the three three and a half here. I think, um, man, that yeah, they're going to be able to to move the ball on this defense and score points. Um, 
I, th- I think the Steelers can win this game. And, yeah, I, I love the over. You know, neither of you guys took the bait, man. Opened at 45 and a half. It's dropping down. Um, man, I think they're kind of fooling people into the under. You know, St- Steelers played that, that low style last week. But, yeah, I don't I, – I totally see this one easily going over. So, yeah, none of us are taking that bait. I love it. I, I like that over pick a lot. Big time. And then I go to Bernard Wolfen, independent wealthy guy, who told me something, you know, it's like the parents, right? Your parents, the older you get, the smarter they get. <laughs> the dumber you get. And when he told me something, independent wealthy guy told me something simple. You see with your eyes, right? You know, perceptions 50-50, you gotta collaborate. Um, Tomlin went into Buffalo for a team of the season and beat the Bills with all the hype and stuff like that, right? Uh, that's your flirt first clue right there. The Bills are not that good. Yep. The Bills yep. might not even make the playoffs. Right. And Tomlin is a very strategic guy. He's Signal uh, Kamadi at the Citadel. Right. And he was on that staff with Tony Dundee. You know, we can go on and on. People seen the movie Wonderlust. They were just, <laughs> we're, we're repeating the same names over and over again. But they're very relevant. You got Lovey Smith. You got uh, Herm Edwards at Arizona State. You got um, Joe Barry, defensive coordinator at Green Bay, uh, who is the son-in-law of Monty Kiffin. Joe Barry married Monty Kiffin, Lame Lame Kiffin's sister. Lame Kiffin's the head coach at Mississippi. And again, it's very relevant to arbitrage, right? We've seen the same movie over and over again. So why not bet 10 or more games we bet the whole board. I'm betting the whole board, right? So the unanimous pick, uh, I guess we'll see at the end. Uh, the judges are going to be Chad and Scott, the money the, the money line pick of the week. This is a good plus money pick of the week. If you can pick four, I'm just going to show this justice podcast for an example. Not a strategy I use, but if you can pick 40% money line plus money line Pittsburgh's every week, then you can make money at 40%. Yeah. Pitts plus we, one, 150. Right. It's a pretty good we, line. We're 52.5% being conservative, which we do pick money line picks, but it's at minus 110, minus 120 as a whole, as everything salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. So we had a long-term approach. It really is not slow. I call it a get-rich-slow plan, but it really isn't. Your bankroll explodes. It's eye-pop. You're like, whoa, right? The thing is, don't be like what ill-advised people do, right? Poor people do this. I hate to say it. But poor people, they take the money. No, you got to be patient. Let it build slowly. Keep that, instead of paying compound interest to the credit card, Give yourself compound interest, giving yourself profit like we have 29 weeks in a row. Before that, it was 27 out of 30. You're still giving yourself compound interest, right? We'll go back to the Katie Porter whiteboard. He's very liberal, but I learned from both liberals and conservatives. All right, next game double digit dog in the division. Las Vegas. 
nine and a half at Kansas City. Opened at 52 and a half, now at 48. Uh, I'm going to check, but did my research. So I was waiting for Mama Jenner and uh, Kim an hour for five minutes. <laughs> I can't even see how they look like I was the other end of the table. Whole COVID stuff. Uh, I think that's the second time they played, but I'm going to. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, I think the Chiefs blew them out, right? They did. They did, yes. So they remember that. And uh, listening to my guy, who's obviously betting a lot of money in all these games, maybe more than he should at this late age, uh, Brent Musburger. Olsen, in the true uh, reach edition, because they're all from the reach tree, he... Uh, maybe Shaq can speak to this because he's the football player, but even though they're trying to score in the first half, all the plays, especially a veteran offensive opponent like that, is to set up second half plays. So, again, I also got a question about second half picks. And it was one of those all the above, right? Because high-level intelligence is also linked to situational intelligence. So I'll go over on this podcast, we'll use it as reference, and we'll go over to the A through Z of second uh, half picks, which they're like 90% after the first beginning of the season where the Florida teams weren't covering in the heat in the second half. So I'm going to go with your Las Vegas Raiders, plus 10 now, right? You can bet them now. You got to see where you think the market's going or not going, or seeing where, better said, where the manipulation is going, right? Since we're not getting true numbers like you do in the stock market uh, with NASDAQ or SEC, we're getting the casino's reaction, which we must assume from an Adam Smith standpoint is self-interested. So we're going to see where the self-interest manipulation goes. Especially at this point in the season with the economy and what's going on with those industries that I studied. So I like Vegas, double digit dog in the division. Uh, historically, they cover 80% of the time. This is the beauty of the chart. I'm going to look at the chart and give you with a real number. But off the top of my head, what I remember, we're like four and three with double digit dogs in the division. It could have been five and two if Denver gets a call on Sunday night. They, they were double-digit dogs in the division. So I like Vegas plus the 10. And uh, Kansas City scored, what, 41 points last time against them? It was like 41 to 16 last time, some crazy number like that. So the Raiders know they have to score, right? So they're going to pull all the stops. And remember, Rich Passaccia is the best special teams coach in the league. And the Chiefs are the best special teams unit in the league. So the Chiefs are not going to get ahead of advantage. And I think Coach Passaccia, maybe he wants that job. I know he wants that job. Uh, He wanted the job at USF. It's amazing how much 
football guys and stuff. It's like, you know, seven degrees is Kevin Bacon, how's going on the world. But as an alumni head, when Willie Taggart, right, who ended up coaching in Oregon, got the job at USF, but Shasha won the job. He called all the alumni heads, you know, and, and at that point, I couldn't see him being the coach of USF, USF Bulls. Very nice man, very nice conversation. Um, you know, he had my vote as an alumni head for him to be coach at USF, but there was no way he was going to happen because he, his college experience was as, as an assistant, not a head coach. But now he's the head coach of the Raiders. That's how crazy this world is. So no special teams advantage. I think he's going to do a trick play because when teams are coming back and then they know they need to score, they're going to have to score a specialty way. Uh, Mac, Mad Max Crosby. And the other thing I'll end it with before we go, Scott and Chad, is that listening to the Denver Broncos radio last week, they talked a lot about that Chiefs offensive line that's totally rebuilt. So you have two primo uh, rookies in there and you have three primo free agents in there. And that uh, he's been conservative with this year. I think Mad Max Crosby is going to have a big game. Now the expert in props and fantasy and all that is uh, Scott. So I don't dabble in that. But Max Crosby against that new offensive line that uh, Reed is being conservative with, I think it's going to be a factor. I think defense is breaking down. So, see, now, it is not value that it opened at 52.5 and down 48. And the reason it's not true professional value is because we don't have the real numbers. This could all be manipulation. We don't know. But poor middle class people have to make good, profitable, profitable business decisions 80% of the time without having all the information. Scott, then Chad. So I was listening to you, and as, <clears throat> as you were talking, I was looking up previous matchups between these two teams. The Chiefs seem to just score 30 points automatically against the Raiders. And the reason why is this. The Raiders – do not play that cover two defense that gives Mahomes fits. Right. They play just a basic zone or basic man to man, and Mahomes picks them apart. So I'm going to reluctantly go with the Chiefs in this spot at home, double digit favorites, but I'm going to say the game stays under. So I'm, I'm looking at like a 27 to 10 game. Um, but I think the Chiefs are going to win this. I think the Chiefs just have that against the Raiders. They just figure it out really quickly and put up some points. As they did the first meeting uh, last couple of years, they're, they're basically in the 20s and 30s. So I'm going to go with past history on this. I'm going to say the Chiefs win. They, they cover the 10. And I'm going to say the game stays just barely under. I say low 40s, but that's what I'm looking at this, like a 31-10 or a 31-14 uh, type of game. Right. Now, the Raiders have split with them the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Gruden, but they grew, grew, grew in there. Right. And I remember myself when I had a bad day at the basketball court. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and then I would come back, and I would just be on fire the whole time against the people that beat me the day before. 
So this being kind of a personal thing, and with jobs on the line, including Basachi as all the players, yep. with this Gruden debacle, that's where I see that Raider edge. I, I will think, say, Chad? I will hey, say that the, the Raiders are the more desperate team in this situation for sure. They're six and six right now. They need to stay in the wild card race, but I just like the Chiefs in this situation. They match up very well against the Raiders. So, all right, so we have a, a double. Double tie for Chad to break. Yeah, or so not break. I, you could do it last minute when we do the live stream. But no, I'm like in. I'm gonna rock with the Raiders, the, the double digit dog. I just think the Chiefs. You know, they this. You know, they haven't been the Chiefs of the past. The offense has been was slowed down last week. Um, you know, I, I still think they'll score here, but I, I I like I like the over. I think both these teams can score. I think the Raiders know they have to score in this game. Um, you know, I I see like a. 3124 uh 31-24 Chiefs win. Um so I uh, I like this one to get over over 48 and uh Oakland Oakland plus the nine and a half. So that's right. what I'm getting right now. Nine and a half. I would get it to ten to get it out to key number. Uh and it might a kickoff time. We don't know what's gonna happen at kickoff time. I think it, it will go into that. We'll uh, confirm 30 minutes before kickoff. We'll do a live stream. So the consensus pick, people like those consensus picks. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders plus 10, right? Over 48, Chad? Yeah, over 48. All right. And what do you think, Scott, about the Mad Max over on his sacks? I like it. I like it. I don't know what, what the prop is, but I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah, yeah. I'll have well, it 30 on, minutes before kickoff. We'll, uh, yeah, I'll have it on the Sunday morning live stream. When we go when we go live, um, and let let you know, um, I haven't looked at point totals yet. I usually look at them Thursday or Friday because they usually change a little bit. So I'll look at the Chiefs point total and see what that is as well. And the Raiders, right? Because Gus Bradley is a primo defensive coordinator. Yeah. So, what adjustments is he going to do toe to toe? He's gonna he's gonna have to change. He's going to have to change his defensive philosophy in this game to, to match up with the Raiders, right. uh, match up with the Chiefs, because what he's done and what they've done in the past, recent past is, has not worked because the Chiefs have been scored 30 points pretty consistently against this Raiders team. So and he may have to go to that cover two shell, which, which they only play 20% of the time. He may have to up that a little bit because what he's doing is not working, obviously. So. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And Deshaun ja- old man Jatan Jackson, is he okay? Brent was saying that he wasn't a f- full strength, but against the Chiefs, you're gonna need. This is a this is a division. Yeah, kind of a playoff game. You're starting to hear locker rooms saying, "Okay, every game here and now is a playoff game. It's a playoff game." No doubt, Raiders. No uh, doubt. Them going back and forth. Uh, they're gonna need. A deep shot to Deshaun Jackson. All right. Uh, as a trade blows back and forth. So consensus pick Vegas over 48. The New Orleans Saints coming off a bad performance, bad loss at the Jets. Uh, I got to change my philosophy. Uh, you see with your eyes, as Bernard Wolfman told me. This is now the NBA. And tanking 
right? Talked over Scott, and I think I talked with Chad because the marginal utility Chad should be on an NFL roster. So you get a team full of Chads, we'll get you to the playoffs. One year, no tanking, nothing. <laughs> tanking is dumb because you're overestimating your decisions. Almost like literally you are betting your own team. You're betting on your own scouting team and your own ability to view talent compared to Bill Belichick's one seven post. So tanking to me is stupid, but they're doing it anyways. But maybe they're just a perennial tag team. They're, they have a coach with no head coaching experience. It's been exposed against a Super Bowl coach. This is a coaching mismatch right here. Um, take New Orleans right now, minus five. Take that down. And it's late in the season. But I think now you can only get your team up. Steve Spurrier said three times during the season. I think this is a game where Peyton – uh, Sean Payne gets mad, starts throwing things around at everybody, gets in the face of everybody, the special teams coach, defensive players, starts crushing them out, locker room in a practice field. And they say, let's go shut out the miserable Jets. Uh, right now, Zach Wilson's a joke as a quarterback. He's a high school quarterback. Uh, the defense is awful. So with Tyson Hill, who's going to play, uh, them blowing him out is them controlling the ball, right? They want quarter drives. You're going to snap the ball with two, three seconds left of the clock. So I see New Orleans 30, New York Jets nothing. So that means Jets, uh, the New Orleans Saints minus five, under 43. What do you think, Scott? This is the get right game for the Saints, for sure. Kamara is, is supposedly coming back. Taysom Hill is playing with a broken finger, but he doesn't have to throw the ball much. He can run it, give it to Kamara, throw short passes to Kamara. I think the Saints are gonna they're gonna end their losing streak. They're gonna. I agree with you. They could possibly shut the Jets out. Uh, the Jets are banged up across the board. Um, you know the Saints defense is really really good. The Jets won't be able to run the ball. Zach Wilson will see things he hasn't seen yet this year from from Peyton and that staff. So I agree with you. I see the Saints winning this game in a blowout, and I see it definitely going under because I don't think the Jets can hold up their end of the bargain in this game. So, and if team point total, Jets go under. Under. Go under the team point total. They they won't put up double figures at all, I don't think. I think the Saints are mad. Uh, they're still in the playoff race. They're a game out right now, so they still have a heartbeat in this playoff race. So give me the Saints, give me the under, and give me this, the Jets under team total. Right. In the number one of the betting, don't bet your own team because I have to watch myself because John Bronson had a great podcast. Uh, he described his time with Joe Paterno at Penn State and with Kurt Warner and Matt Liner with the Arizona Cardinals. Both his brothers are Facebook friends. Uh, and one is on, gets a lot of snaps on that New Orleans Saints defensive line. So I do have a bias towards the New Orleans Saints defensive line. So I have to check my thinking with that because this is money involved, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not overestimating those decisions. So that's great to collaborate with Scott, Chad, who can check my thinking. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game, Chad? 
Yeah, man, I totally agree here. I think this coaching mismatch, I think that uh, the Saints will win this one and get right um, under under six, you know, under the key number of six here. Um, good good value in that number. And then, yeah, I just – Saints defense has been solid all year. Um, they really have been a good defense. has been keeping them in games. And, you know, with the rookie quarterback and, uh, you know, defensive head coach, I really think they could get stumped here. So, yeah, I like – I like the the under here a lot. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys with this with the Saints minus five under forty three. Right. And that Jets that team total too. I like I, if uh, I'm it'll probably be at like sixteen, huh? Sixteen and a half. I would. Yeah, that's. I can find it out now. What their team total is. Probably. And second half Saints line because it's thirty to nothing. It's thirty to nothing. They're up. 27 nothing at halftime, 3 nothing second half. So if it's uh, Saints minus four second half line, you would take the money line because could be just three points scored. But it's a for sure money line. So it's situational. So in that game, second half money line, not necessarily the points against the Jets, who are a cheap team. The owner owes the IRS $50 million. If I was a true billionaire and have $50 million, I would just pay it right away to the IRS. Don't mess with the IRS. So he's like the, we talked about, I think, yesterday. He's like the the owner of the Islanders. Hey, man, can I borrow 20 bucks? What? The owner of the Islanders. (laughs) Right? So that's the consensus pick. New Orleans minus five. Uh... Jets team total, Saints second half line, <laughs> right? And the under 43, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, the team total is, is right around 17 right now. That's what their 17. team total is. Yeah. yeah. So they're not getting it. Yeah. I think the Saints want to shut them out because they make a point. Hey, yeah, we are a playoff team. Uh, yeah, we can't get angry and go get after people. In the game, they should win. Super Bowl coaches like this are go berserk over games they should win, right? They're more laid back when it's going to be a tight struggle. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's coming off a bye. Brable won three Super Bowls with Belichick's. He's pulled upsets in the playoffs with inferior talent, even though when you got Derrick Henry, you always have a chance. They've really reorganized that team. So we have to check our thinking, right? Because Chad worked out the one of the starting people in the secondary. And a avid podcast listener, we thank him very much for listening to us repeatedly. So that means we got him back to listen three, four, five times is on the currently on the team. So we have to check our biases, right? They are in the division, but it's not double digits. It's plus eight and a half. Obviously, if it gets double digits, I'm going to go with a double digit dog in the division. Does Tennessee really want to blow them out? Or does it just want a close win? Not show much because they don't have Derrick Henry. Uh, it opened at 50. It's now 44. Remember, 
45 is the average of an NFL game. Uh, is it because of the weather? We'll check that. Uh, what do you think about this game, uh, Scott, in the chat? I'm going to check the um, weather real quick here with Tennessee. Yeah, as you look up the weather. Um, I think Tennessee is going to win this game. I think they're going to win it by um, two touchdowns. I think that Jacksonville is a complete mess as a team right now. Um, you know, James Robinson, they're running back, supposedly fumbles. He gets taken out of the game. And, and Maya said, I think he was hurt. He didn't know. He puts him back in the game late in the game when they're getting blown out for three meaningless carries and then pulls him out. And he says on Monday, we shouldn't have had him in there. I don't know why he was in there. There was right. a mistake to have him in there. So Urban Myers <clears throat> basically lost control of that team. Um, he doesn't even know what's going on. His personnel's in the game, not in the game. Um, I think Tennessee's gonna <clears throat> excuse me. I think Tennessee's gonna win this game in a low scoring game. I see like a 24 to 7 game. So I'll take Tennessee and I'll take the under. <clears throat> the under's gone way down. I don't understand why it's gone down so much, but right. Um, and that's that's a mystery to me, but I, I'm gonna. I'm going to stick with the Titans and I'm going to save Rabel pulls a page out of a Belichick book where they've lost. They're on a losing streak now and he comes off the bye, and they just put it to Jacksonville. So that's, that's where I'm thinking. And Julio Jones, Julio Jones is supposedly supposed to come back. So that'll give them some semblance of a passing game. So that even makes them a little bit more dangerous. So, and Julio Jones has been doing a Cordell. Big Cordell dude from uh, Atlanta, where he he's been running the ball. His body's always been in sort of like a running back body. It's gonna be sunny in fifty-two. So, so factor. So there might, maybe there's an injury in there someplace that nobody's yeah, meaningless. I know that the uh, Titans brought in like twelve new guys. They got yep. twelve guys. They're like reorganizing the team for a reason. Uh, the way things are going, I, I'm going to go over that 44, and Jacksonville is going to be a game time decision. If it's at 10, I'm going Jacksonville. If it's under 10, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Um, but the thing is, when you look at Urban Meyer. The coach, the, 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 the owner of the team, who knows nothing about football, great businessman, um, Khan, says, no, I want you to be the CEO. You know, when Brian Schreinheimer and um, I want to call him Babel, <laughs> Babel, whatever, they're the co-office of coordinators, so Babel got fired. The defense coordinator is the defense coordinator. The defense has played light out in Jacksonville, and they haven't quit. Miles Jack can come off that edge and give Tannehill trouble. And Tennessee does not have a running game at this point going against a good defense. Jacksonville got blown out last week. Pro teams, even college teams, NBA teams, do not get blown out 
usually two weeks in a row. Urban Meyer won three national titles. What I'm being told by people who know him, he hates losing. So it was a bad mood in Jacksonville this week. So hard lean towards Jacksonville. I'm going to look at that line 30 minutes before kickoff. And I like the under because Jacksonville is a defensive team. And Trevor Lawrence is not a good quarterback. He wasn't a good quarterback in college. He was wild. And in the NFL, I could do a better job than him. <laughs> so I, I'm hardly in Jacksonville. You're going to see it before kickoff. Definitely the under because that Jacksonville defense is not going to get embarrassed two weeks in a row. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm, I, I already bet Tennessee minus the eight here. Um, I think the line is going to go up, so I went ahead and got ahead of it. I think them coming off the bye week, um, you know, Jacksonville had to travel across country. You know, I, I think Tennessee, this is a get right. They really just need to get, get a win division and handle this team. Um, I think they can win this game pretty soundly by two touchdowns. Um, you know, the total getting so low, I'm going to watch it. If it goes 43, 42 and a half, much lower here, I mean, I'm going to probably look to take the over in this game. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to get over that by much. I think this is going to be the type of game that if there's like a defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown or something to kick return, something like that happens, it's going to get to like 45 and barely go over. Um, I mean, there's been like a couple games every week that this has kind of been, been a game where it, it, it ends up squeaking over. And um, I know last week I missed a couple like that. I think this one I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wait to see where that number's going. But um, if I can get, like, four, over 43, 42 and a half, I think I'm going to play the over in this one. So Titans minus eight for me, over 43 and a half. Over yeah, and the 43 two, and a half. And the two factors in this game, is Tennessee still got a chance at the two seed? I don't think they're going to get to the one seed. So they're, they're going to want to win this game uh, pretty handily and put Jacksonville away early. And I think – they should probably elevate Golden Tate to the to the uh, and put Julio Tate and another guy as part of their wide receiving core because Tate's one of the best slot receivers in NFL yeah. history. I think so. You were out awesome. with Tate, right? <laughs> I've been I've been training with Golden Tate for the last you know few months, so yeah, he, yeah he's they, ready. He's ready to go. So they didn't sign him just to keep him on the practice squad. They signed uh -huh. him to bring him up. So yeah, and I think Julio, Julio, Golden Tate, I think they'll be able to get, you know, get get some plays going. That total is so low, too. I think Tennessee can win this one, and, and, and it'll. I think it's going to get to, like, 45, 46, somewhere in there. Just right. barely over. Right. And the reason I'm probably going to go the other way is because Jacksonville beat the Bills 9-6. Nine, nine, and then – Rabel, a Bella Cheat clone, beat the, the Bills last week, 14-10. Rabel's content winning this game, 14-10. Especially if he has a clear advantage and thinks that this high school quarterback should not score on him. Right? <laughs> so, uh, game time decision, but the consensus pick is Tennessee minus eight, under 44. All right. 
Our guy, Jim Harbaugh at Cleveland. Uh, now he's a dog. Now we kind of like him as a dog. The favorite, he makes money for us and they're recovering. <laughs> they showed a picture of him when they gave him to got overtime. I wanted to hug him. I'm like, man, thank you, Samantha. They're recovering. <laughs> to say you're like a Christmas card uh, against Cleveland. Cleveland has their running shoes on. They're coming off a bye now. Callahan, their offensive coordinator, should be a Hall of Fame coach. Primo, he's, he's won Super Bowls, took the Raiders to a Super Bowl. He's coming off a bye. He is going to figure out how to run on the Ravens. Right? And I'm checking if they've played before. They, they have not. Yeah, they did. They go play. Josh, they did two weeks ago. Uh, Baltimore right. beat them sixteen to ten. Baltimore beat them sixteen to ten. Looking at yeah. So yep. going with now, Cleveland because of Baker, literally, um, Baker Mayfield, rural from rural area, Baker Mayfield. He's like my niece. Um, she was favorite to to do the beef Wellington for Thanksgiving. <laughs> And she didn't. She just uh, put some sausage and I don't even know what a barbecue sauce in a crock pot. She's pretty. You can't trust him with points. So I like Cleveland on that money line, and started at uh, started at forty five now forty two. That doesn't necessarily mean like a market thing that everybody's betting the under. It could be some manipulation involved. We don't know. Almost every game has been like that. Almost every game has come right. down from the opening total. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like it is some market manipulation. Like they're opening every line two points high to move them down to make people be like, oh, shit, the under's taking money. Recency but, virus, right? Recency uh, virus from the A. Uh, second time they're playing, low-scoring game the first time. Now these – uh, coaches making me a dollar to try to figure out how to score. So I like it over 42. Again, special team touchdowns. Um, Harbaugh was a special teams coach for Andy Reid for 13 years. Believe me, he's looking up, okay, we need to score against Cleveland. Let's get a punt return. Let's get good field position. My quarterback doesn't know how to read defenses. He's throwing it at people when he should be passing it to him. Uh, but Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner, Callahan, Stefanoski, Rest, coming off a bye, giving Cleveland on the money line, over 42 in a wild division game. Scott and Chad. So if you remember, I think it was last year, the year before, they played a similar type of game. And then on a Monday night. Baltimore and Cleveland played a 47-42 game. I don't think it's shooting out that much. But I, I think there's going to be some points scored. I think Baker Mayfield had a week of rest to get, get his body as right as it possibly can. I think both teams need to win this game. I think offense is going to rule the day. I think Cleveland's going to be able to run the ball against them with some effectiveness. This is a low number for these teams. I'm going to go over. Right. And I'm going to pick Baltimore. I think Baltimore is, you know, going to win this game. I think they were embarrassed by the Pittsburgh game, second half especially. 
So I, I, I like Baltimore where Lamar's not going to have to be able to read defenses and throw a ton. I think right. he'll, he'll get those three key first downs with his feet. And I, th- right. I think they're going to they're gonna put in the mid-20s up, and I think it's going to be enough to, to beat Cleveland. I, I look for a 24-20 type of game. I think both teams are going to be able to run the ball, and I think there's going to have to – Lamar's going to have to have a key third-down conversion late in this game with his arm, and I think he's going to get it. So uh, that's what I see. I think Lamar, Lamar's learning a lot from his performances, and I think he needs to have a good performance for Baltimore to, to become a, a force in the AFC because the Patriots have passed them by and they don't want Tennessee passing them by. So right. um, I think it's a lot of pride goes to this game. So I, I think Lamar's going to, Lamar's going to show up and he's going to have a, have a really good game on the ground, not great passing, but just enough. So. hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm going, uh, going Browns on the money line here. I think, uh, so, I mean, the, the Browns lost to Baltimore two weeks ago. That's all they've thought about for two weeks, a bye week. They've been prepping for this game. They, you know, they, they should have the advantage and game plan and rest here. Um, and they're at home. I think Cleveland can win this game. This is, like, crucial for them to stay in the division hunt and the playoff hunt. It's a must win for them. This could really end their season with a loss here. So I like Cleveland to, to win this game. I'm, don't take them with the points. Um, just money line. It's going to be a close game. Um, and, yeah, the total is too low at 42. I like this one to get over the 42. I think both teams can get to 21 here. Uh, and you see like a 24-21 game either way. So I'm going to go Browns money line over 42. Right. So that is our unanimous picks. Unanimous. Court of Appeals decision. Cleveland money line over 42. Now, you have two dysfunctional women at the bar. They all hang out together, right? You know some disastrous stuff are going to happen at that bar. You have Atlanta plus two and a half at Carolina. And I've talked a lot about this year, man. I can sense the disaster coming. David Tepper, who supposedly retired, but he took $3 billion. He took one for the legacy of his family. So his kids, kids and grand, great grandkids, they're all rich right off the bat. He took $2 billion and bought the Carolina Panthers and installed himself as the owner, president, assistant general manager. Really now I'm noticing He's the assistant personnel guy and the assistant head coach. Complete disaster, right? Also, some unsolicited free career advice. Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, made a classic mistake. It's always good to be by yourself than when bad company and with know-it-alls who are the smartest people in the room. David Tipper thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Classic business mistake. Joe Brady, with Sean Payton, he becomes offensive coordinator of Joe Burrow, Lamar Chase, and the running back, yeah, Gase. Heisman Trophy, national title. 
he should have looked at the fact that Matt Rule had no head coaching experience in the NFL, had only two winning seasons as a college coach, and not chase the money, the $4 million to be offensive coordinator of the Panthers. Now he's fired. His career is in shambles. Uh, that offense always had handcuffs on. He can do what he wants on offense, but he got blamed for it. You never blame. We don't do blame on the podcast, and we don't do excuses on that. So, Rat Rule scapegoats the guy, fires him, embarrasses him. Who's the offensive coordinator now? What is it they're going to do? Atlanta, on the other hand, they're trying to tank the season. Uh, they're not using Cal Pitts. They're going to gaze on every play. Calvin Ridley, one of their primo top uh, wide receivers, uh, is a coke addict in rehab. Hopefully he's doing the NA 12 steps. The quarterback's over the hill. And their defense is in the middle doing the best they can. Um, Scott and Chad, if you guys can make sense of this game for me. <laughs> It's a disaster, right? It's a train wreck. The train wreck bowl in Charlotte. <laughs> My God, who? Uh, it's going to go under. Right. Uh, it can go down to 37. It's going to go under. Right. I don't see both teams scoring a lot of points. I think Carolina is scrambling here. Right. The reason Brady got fired supposedly was because he didn't run the ball enough. Okay, Christian McCaffrey's not there. He's out for the season. You're obviously not going to be able to run the ball a ton without him. You don't have success on the ground. I like I'm going to go Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to win the game. Um, I'm not taking them on the money line, but I will take Atlanta, get the right, points. Right. And I'll, I'm going to go with the under. I mean, this 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 game could go really either way. I mean, right. So, <laughs> I think Atlanta will try to get Kyle Pitts going. I think the Russell Gage game last week maybe opens up a little bit for him. I don't think Carolina has anybody to stop Patterson. So, I, I think that's the difference in the game. So, I, I'm going to take Atlanta and I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to be like one of those 17-14, 21-17 type of games. I can't, I can't see either team doing much more damage than that. So, um I think Patterson's a different, so I'll I'll go Atlanta in the under right. in the under. So that's where I go. But it's not an easy pick. <laughs> this is this is one of the tougher picks of the year, I think, so far with this game. Because both teams are really, really trash and dysfunctional right now. So very much so. Yeah. Very much so. What do you think about this game, Chad? Yeah, man, I'm I'm with Scott here. I mean, two loser teams, like, give me the three points. I mean, this – I think the Falcons could possibly win this game, but in a game like this, it can go either way. I mean, give me the three points. It's going to be a close – it's going to be a field goal game, you know, and if that's the case, you're going to push, you know, or or win. So, um, I'm with you here. I think taking the Falcons plus the three and, and under the 42 and a half, I don't think – there's going to be much scoring in this one. 
I'm betting the under 42 and a half right now because 42 is a key number. It might get on the other side of that before kickoff. It might be 41 and a half, 41. Yeah, because people bet the over flat. So I'm writing down for notes right after the podcast. Bet under 42. Uh, this this game, this over-under could go right down to 30, 37, 38. Very easily. Right. Very easily before kickoff. So, right. Yeah. Um, I am. I'll give this thirty minutes before kickoff. Flip a coin, Josh. Well, this is what I'm thinking. All right, Matt Rule is a smart guy. He is. He's a smart guy. He graduated cum laude 4.0 at Penn State. Penn State guy. He's going to come up with a uh, guy who's in jail. Sandusky defense. And um, I think Atlanta's really trying to lose. Uh, they're not going to go to Cal Pitts. They're going to play the zone. They're going to bracket coverage. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find out who is it going to be the officer. Is it going to be Matt Rule, a defensive guy who's never played before? <laughs> We won't know, but the consensus, regardless of what my pick ends up being 30 minutes before kickoff, uh, the consensus pick is Atlanta plus three points. I'm definitely taking Atlanta plus 3.5. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. Irregardless. how How can the Panthers be favored? Right, this is a, a pick em all the way. Uh, so what I'll do is if you're giving me points like this, I'm gonna buy Atlanta's half a point, make it 3.5. Bet the Panthers on the money line under 42.5. Two out of three, 66 percent break even, it's 52.5 percent. Betting that game like that. I'm assured on myself, right, of being the bet, the legit stockbroker, wealth manager guy, whether the guy has a zero, right? So I'm going to get something. I'm going to get 100 COVID year versus zero. So I'm going to bet three sides of that. Now, Atlanta 3.5. I'm going to do more research on that game. And I have to see Wednesday's the perfect time to have the podcast because there's certain games you bet right away when the line came out Sunday night. There are games you bet now and there are games you bet later. But what's important is the underlying evidence, the philosophy, the process, as Bill Belichick and Nick Satan would say. Dallas minus four at Washington. Give me those Redskins over under open at 49 nines at 48. Uh, they have not played this year, right? You know, yeah, the no, they have not. First, not. Yeah, first time. Yeah, all of the Redskins last six games, Brett Musburger told me last week, are all division games. Um, that's what Jack Del Rio and uh, Rivera live for. So you give me four points. I'll take that all day, every day. 
Um, I'm just making sure. Yeah, Dallas is not coming off the bye. No, I they like collect- Washington Redskins uh, plus four, and I like it under 48 because Heineke is not going to snap the ball with more than one or two seconds left on the play clock. They want Scott Turner. Fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. He wants to control the game, control the clock, keep Dak, keep C.D. Lamb, keep uh, whoever, Ezekiel Elliott on the bench in Washington. 100%. Washington, D.C., December. Build back better plan. Biden. <laughs> All right. I'll predict this too. Offensive pass interference, CD Lamb on a 70 yard touchdown. To keep this <laughs> game, to keep the game under. And your Washington Redskins plus four. I'm going to wait to 30 minutes before kickoff. To bet. I'm going to get the plus four right now. I'm going to bet. Uh, 30 minutes before kickoff because those Dallas fans going down closest casino would be Biloxi, Mississippi. That sports book is open. They're all going to drive, fly there, and fly that over to 50. And I'm going to take the under because Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera have been studying this game since summer. McCarthy's going to have something for him, but it's going to be a Jerry Jones stadium. Because McCarthy is embarrassed by that stupid fake punt he did at Thanksgiving. <laughs> so McCarthy's going to come up with something. Quinn is going to come up with something, but they know that defense. That defense is Pete Carroll defense, safety defense. So give me the Washington football team. Plus four. Under whatever it is, 30 minutes before kickoff. Scott, then chat. I love the way Washington's playing right now. Their defense has come around completely from the beginning of the season. Their offense is is playing solidly. They're running the ball well. They're, um, you know, they their passing game's not there yet, but I think it's on the come. Um, Dallas's defense has struggled the last three or four weeks, so – you know, Washington's in a prime spot. They, they've made up all this ground to get back in the division race. Um, I don't think it's going to – they're going to blow it right now. I think they, Gibson has a solid history against Dallas. Uh, last year, he ran the ball well against him. He had a huge game on Thanksgiving. I don't know if Dallas is going to be able to stop him. Um, and I think McLaurin is going to have a, have a pretty good game too. So I, I like Washington plus the four. And I like the game to be under. If Washington is going to beat Dallas, they got to keep the game under. They're known for a long eight to 10 minute drive in the third, fourth quarter. They did it against Tampa. They did it against Seattle um, to win games. And that's what they're going to do here. They're going to try to play ball control and keep Dallas's offense off the field. So it's going under and Washington plus four is the way to go in my mind in this. I 100% agree. And then all these Super Bowl coaches, uh, they look at plays, right, in preseason, right? And all the best plays, all the best schemes are saving it for right now. 
Now, play I would do, maybe nobody else would do, is you go see D Lamb, stretch the field, come back, put Chad Nolan on the, in the slot, and have Amari Cooper, your tight end, block wide receiver screen, Chad Nolan, touchdown. What do you think, Chad? Like that play, that play you had in college. You used to take that play in college to the house, right? Exactly. All the time. Bread, the bread and butter. But um, yeah, I like I like Washington here too. I think the home game in the division here counts for two. They're two games back. Um, this is huge for them. So yeah, and I, I think they're gonna have to keep it lower scoring. So yeah, I love that under forty eight. I think that line will balloon up. Also, um, also think Washington has a good chance to win this game outright. So I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on the money line, twenty whatever. 25% of what I bet on the side, I'll put on, <laughs> on the money line. Love that number, 25%. Never bet more than 25% of that bankroll. So, Remember, you and, and uh, Scott have the responsibility now of picking the money line, picking the week. <laughs> and, the, and, the other, and the other thing I think is the Dallas point total. If it's above 24, go under on that point total. They're not going to get there, I don't think. So that'd be another way to go. Jack Del Rio. Rivera, Super Bowl. It'll be it'll be over twenty four. Yeah, so I would go under for sure. The best he got twenty four to it'll be twenty six and a half ish. Yeah, then they're not going to hit that. They're not going to. Dallas is not going to hit that. So, and Dak is not going to get three for down so his legs. No, Henneke is. That's what won him that game against the Raiders last week. Yep. Yep. So hundred percent Washington plus four. Under and the money line, you're gonna get plus money on that. So you're gonna be because people love betting Dallas. So at this point, you take your football spectator, your football knowledge out of the board, and you pure business statistic number. I got plus one seventy five on the skins money line. Yeah, that's what love that's that. what I'd see too. I'll do that every day, every day. Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator, been studying this team since summer. Uh, All right. Coming off a big win. And I like the quarterback. The quarterback is the winner. He's the opposite of those loser teams. You guys want to go Washington money line is the money line game of the week, pick of the week? I, I like it. I like it too. Let's, yeah, let's go let's that way. Yeah. So Washington is in the money line pick of the week were around I'll give you an exact number unofficial results before we get the fake identities for the various neighborhoods around there and we get the ballot harvesting <laughs> before we get the dead people votes the unofficial results were like 11 and 2 money line pick of the week but I'll you look back to the spreadsheet give you a hard number as they say Next week. If that's the case, that's 85%. So 52.5% is breaking. Yep. Yeah. And and prop majority of those are plus money. Yep. Sometimes big plus money, like plus 300. I think we had one one time that was like five, plus 500. Seattle, this is a Pete Carroll special. <laughs> He did this two years ago against bad Atlanta teams. 
He wants to win games 14-10. Yeah, this green. Put it on the defense, man. Houston, pro teams will get blown out two years in a row. Pete Carroll's defense does not account for a running quarterback. Well, he doesn't have one here in this game. Tyron Taylor? They're talking about Davis Mills starting this week. Ooh, that many situations. Holy yeah. big six. It's not it's not confirmed yet, but that's that's the, the word that's out there is that Davis Mills is gonna start over Taylor. So in that Under. case <laughs> <laughs> this is a 30 minutes before half the for the start. That's where I'm going with this too. We gotta know because Tyron Taylor, this is the other thing too. I said bet the under now, though. It might go down. Bet the under now. Now, right now, at the center I'm, I'm of bet, bet the under. As we speak. <laughs> but Tyron Taylor has beef against Kara. So whether he starts or not, he, if if I'm running a team, Tyron Taylor is my offensive coordinator. Because he has beef against Carroll. It's personal. And he's been there, what, training camp, mini camp, against the Pete Carroll defense. And Pete Carroll said, Demonte Kiffin, right, taught him a defense 30 years ago. And in that book, Wood Forever, with Yogi Roth, he said, he's not going to change, and he's never going to change. Why does he? He's won three national titles, been to the Super Bowl, but he hasn't been to the Super Bowl in a long time. And last year, he didn't make the playoffs been embarrassing this year, but we saw their real offense last week. They don't have to reveal against Lovey Smith this week. You got Lovey Smith who took Gross Grossman to a Super Bowl. And Gross Gro, Rex Grossman is a tiny bit better than Davis Mills. So bet the under right now 30 minutes before kickoff and do a little reading. We're gonna go Houston Chronicle. I do know somebody in Houston. I'm going to ask him how pissed Tyra Taylor is and how much information is he giving them again. Because Tyra Taylor knows that Seattle defense backwards and forwards and Jamal Adams. He's the McCourty for Seattle. When you play that defense, right, that John Lynch safety coming downhill, putting his head in the hole, being smart, he's not going to be there. They're going to have a new guy there. So if Tyrod Taylor is allowed to give him points or if he's in the game, you got to look at Houston in this spot, especially if people go crazy bending the over and you're getting double digits. And Tyrod Taylor can go run and spike it and then punch Peter on the face or spike it in Peter's face. <laughs> Because that's what he wants to do. Because Pete Carroll cheated Tyron Taylor out of a lot of money. What's your thoughts? We'll Scott in the chat. I just read Ann Rappaport says that Tyron Taylor is week to week with a left wrist injury. Davis Mills is expected to start. That's so that to me leans it towards Seattle. But I'm going to wait to 30 minutes before kickoff. So when we go on Sunday um, to make that pick, I am going to go under for sure. Even if Tyrod's starting, I don't think this game is going to explode. I, I'm in agreement with you, P. 
Pete Carroll would rather win this game 14 to 10 or 17 to 14. So right. Which um, nice def- Houston covers. Exactly. Or 10 to 3. Yes. Nine well, to nothing. <laughs> you get Houston. Not, not right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you know, Russell Wilson hasn't looked right. <laughs> Russell Wilson hasn't he's looked right. He's walking through this game. He's running basics. Yeah. Yeah. He's running, he handed off to a bad running back, running behind a backup offensive line, not going yeah. anywhere. Right. Zero, so I'm, gonna, zero. I'm not gonna pick the side until 30 minutes before the it could be three to nothing. Yeah. Carol doesn't care. He just wants it's, to get out of there with a win and not showing his future opponents anything of what it's really doing. So Pete Carroll has Rashad Penny running the ball. He'll have Alex Collins running the ball. Don't be surprised if Pete Carroll gets in the game to run the ball. Don't be surprised. If, <laughs> At 71 years old. Yes. So. Adrian um, Peterson. <laughs> I forgot about him. too. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for the side until Thursday. I'm gonna days. call John Snyder, man. I am with uh, Chad Nolan's um, permission. I'm gonna call. Him. Listen to this. You need, you, Chad Nolan can hit that hole faster than Adrian Peterson. <laughs> but I got, I got four four three, dude. Uh, Merle Hodge, remember him? <laughs> you're gonna bring Mashawn Lynch out of retirement to run the ball too. That's another Jeez. guy they're gonna bring out. So, um, <laughs> are they really um, doing this? I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> so I'm definitely he, he's going. A general, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. He's a general he, manager. He's a vice president. Allen, the Microsoft guy, died. His sister doesn't even like football. He's not in charge of the team. Yeah, Niners just the cap guy. Exactly. And everybody's afraid of Carroll because he gets rid of everybody. Yep. Yep. So that, that's where I'm going. I'm going under for sure. Under I'm, for sure. I'm, and I'm going to wait on the side. Uh, I'll lean towards Seattle, but I'm going to wait on the side until Sunday morning to make and sure. Again, that there's a situation, right? Rule of thumb is you bet half on the side that you do on the total. I yep. mean, half on the, on the total that you do on the side. Right. However, real intelligence situational time. This is a game that screams bet more on the total than you do the side yes. of this. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, same as the Atlantic Carolina game, I think. Exactly. Too. Yeah. That game's wow, two teams trying to lose. Yeah. But no, I, I'm supposed gonna... to drop that ball in the end zone, you dumbass. <laughs> I... I'm gonna agree here. Bet the under now because that that's gonna with Davis Mills starting that number could get into the 30s. Nothing Um, says the under like Davis Mills (laughs) (laughs) and Pete Carroll. When Pete Carroll and Davis Mills get together, what's gonna happen? and then yeah, we'll give you we'll give you guys the side pick on the live stream before on yeah. Sunday before the game. Yeah. This this is insane, crazy like, year, man. It's been the the more I think about it, literally, I was laughing today, right? I, I was like, how the hell are we in the sixty percent range and we can get on a really serious roll and end up in the mid sixties, close to seventy with. The complete insanity that goes on. <laughs> that shows you how good we are. <laughs> Bringing these things out. We should be like at 20% with, with the insanity going on. 
All right. San Francisco at Cincinnati. Uh, I think uh, it's hit midnight at Cincinnati. They're just breaking down. Uh, poor coach, Sag Taylor, young guy. He's the head coach. He's the head of scouting. He's the assistant personnel guy. Uh, Schneider does the numbers for Carroll. Uh, he's even doing numbers for the GM. <laughs> he's got 15 jobs, like young guy, but I think he's wearing down. Uh, Burrow has a hurt hand. His hand is effed up. Uh, Jamar Chase, he's a criminal. Wild. He's, you know, my niece isn't a criminal. She just can't trust her with a beef Wellington, right? Definitely not trusting Jamar Chase with anything. Uh, he's the reason I don't want get fired because they were raping girls with guys at LSU. So now they bring in the guy who killed the guy in the flagpole. Crazy world we look. Uh, in this situation, Super Bowl winning coach Kyle Shanahan with a brilliant Stanford graduate GM, John Lynch, is going to go in here and run all over the Brown family cheap-ass team. So take the San Francisco 49ers. Could get wild. You never know. 50-yard field goal to win the game. So we're going to take him on the money line. Two offensive coaches going together. It opened at 47. Now it's 49. Um, I think the San Francisco team is better. I mean, if Burrow wasn't hurt, they would have an edge in the quarterback advantage. But this is a serious coaching mismatch. We have to go to the San Francisco 49ers as they do their playoff push. They're just 100% more organized. The other part of it is, even though the 49ers are owned by one of the five families in New York, they're, they're the higher-end families. They're willing to spend on the team, willing to spend backups. Uh, York is really Bartolo, right? Bartolo uh, Moss. And I have direct knowledge, right? See, see with your eyes. I had a friend of mine. God bless him. He died this year, Mike. Mike died this year. And uh, he told me the story of he was with Sam Mills. Sam Mills goes like this. They sacked Joe Montana. Next week after that, he messed up his knee. They traded him to the San Francisco 49ers because DiBartolo wanted to pay for his knee surgery and rehabilitation and then cut him once they knew the knee was fine. That's the kind of guy he is. He's willing to spend money. Josh, what does it mean about this game? They're going to have more backups, more depth, depth than Cincinnati in the second half. But this is not like an old school game that would go under. I think this is going to go over. Two offensive guys going against each other. Two depleted defenses going against each other. And I kind of noticed just the whole Cincinnati team wearing down last week against the Chargers. So what's that whole game? But I like San Francisco on the money line. I like it to go over the total of 49, bet it now, because people are betting the over for God knows what reason. And San Francisco on the second half line. 
Now, in this game, Cincinnati could be up at halftime, which means you might be getting San Francisco minus three. If it's just the other way around, 17-10 San Francisco, you might be getting San Francisco plus four. So that's over two halftime bets. Either way, I'm betting money line San Francisco second half. If I'm getting points, I'm betting San Francisco. Uh, if I'm not getting points, this is a San Francisco minus four, then I'm not betting the second half minus four, but I am betting, uh, you know, the San Francisco will have more points at the end of the second half, just the second half, than Cincinnati, because San Francisco has more depth in Kyle Shanahan, his father, <laughs> we go nepotism, the sameness that we could do the true definition of arbitrage. His father won two Super Bowls. Now Shanahan has been to a Super Bowl as the coordinator of your Atlanta Falcons and as the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And Garoppolo is playing with a lot of false hope and confidence that maybe sometimes that's the edge you need, right? So I like Garoppolo's attitude. At least he's trying. And at least he has an edge about himself that uh, gives an edge over a hurt bro. What do you think, Scott, in the chat? I'm in agreement with you. I think San Francisco um, wins the game outright. I like them on the money line. I like them with the points. And I like the over simply because I think that if Cincinnati is going to stay in the game, they're going to have to score with San Francisco. And so I see a high scoring game. The thing that gives me pause on that, though, is the Burrow pinky and how how effective can he be with it. Um, He's going to tough it out. He's going to play. Um, I think he's going to have to get Jamar Chase involved early. I think Chase needs to break out of this mini slump he has. I think he will. I think San Francisco has shown a propensity to allow some big passing plays. So I think he might hit one or two to chase. Um, but I see San Francisco winning a close game. I don't think – I think Kittle's going to go wild again. I don't think Cincinnati has anybody to stop him. If Debo plays, I think that's going to be a difference for San Francisco too. So yeah, watch Cincinnati watch, can't handle that. Yeah, watch the injury reports on Sunday morning for Debo or Friday to see if he's practicing and playing. Um that may sway my decision on Sunday morning in terms of the over-under and not the side, the side staying. Um, but the over-under may sway, depends on Debo. So okay. that's where I go. Josh, are you going over too? Yeah, I'm going over. Yeah, I, okay, I'm with you guys here. I like I like San Francisco on the money line to win this one. Um, close game, but, man, they're playing They're playing good. This is their they, – they lost a tough one in the division last week. They need this one to stay alive here. Um and yeah, I think uh, I, I don't really think Burroughs Pinky is going to be an issue for points, so I, I'd like this one to go over over the forty nine. Um, I don't really you you don't really need your pinky too much to throw, um, so it's a uh, I mean it's definitely the, out of all the fingers the best one to have an issue with. So I think I think he'll be able to. That's, st- great. That's great insight, Chad. Man, that's awesome, I, man. I, th- I think he'll be be able to throw still pretty good, um, and. Uh, yeah, because actually, yeah, Chance actually broke this pinky in high school playing basketball, you know, like coming back <laughs> right. from it. But, like, it's never really been too big of an issue because it was his pinky. But, like, yeah, playing basketball, some dude swiped it and uh, 
Yeah, that's funny because they thought I was actually dislocated. They went to pop it back in. And he's like, ah, and they're like, oh, shit. And they're like, oh, man, it's my bad. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, now I think this one will get get over the over the 49 and uh, it's 49ers in the money line. Right. And then uh, Cincinnati's the team in the playoff race right now that will be out at the end of the year. I don't right. see them. Yeah, just or it's really an organizational bet. Like, look at just the the the, right. the structure and the org, like how the organizations are structured and how the you know like which you know the San Francisco's are more put together, putting more money into it. Like Cincinnati's the cheap franchise historically; they're not paying for their backups. The facilities just aren't isn't the same. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean that that's a big part of this matchup, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Talking Chan Hank he has the resources and the ownership and the general manager giving him the resources to handle every detail. He's wearing special shoes to support uh, front 49ers staff that can't go to the game. Some people don't even want to pay for road playoff games. And it's a staff member who can't come there. Another thing that screams the over is that the 49ers special team coach is getting a lot of heat. So he's not sleeping. He's going to figure out how to get a punt return, kickoff return, block punt, something. To get, get some heat off. That makes games go over. All right. So the consensus pick is uh, the unanimous pick. No, it's the appellate court unanimous pick. 49ers money line over 49. Next game is Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos. More than a touchdown favorite in Mile High, which has the highest uh, percentage of victory for the home team, Denver Mile High. So Detroit has a depleted roster, the cheap family-owned team, in this case, the Ford family, who keeps taking loans out on the team. They're going to sell it, but they're kind of like Chicago. So give me Detroit. Maybe if it lose to, you can bet now in the Rockies. There are all these people are going to blindly bet Denver, coming back, bounce back. Denver, uh, since he's had the concussion, Teddy Bridgewater hasn't scored more than 14 points in the game. Detroit plays low-scoring games. Detroit's a loser team. They probably will lose, but they'll cover the eight points. It's going to go under 42, and Denver is going to muster up a touchdown at the end of the game to win it. Not only win the game, but put money in our pocket in my second half line. What do you think, Scott? (laughs) So I'll give you some... Some point spread news on this game. FanDuel, because I have a, a, a screen right. I go to that has five, has it at nine and a half right now. They got it at nine right now. Yep. <laughs> Detroit is coming off their first win of the year. Denver offensively has looked awful. I don't know how it's at nine and a half right now. I'm taking Detroit all day with the <laughs> Detroit's made us a lot of money this year. Yeah, they've done really well in Detroit games. They South, have. That's why we get so many downloads from Southfield, Michigan. 
Everybody's telling everybody, you better listen to this podcast if you want to make some money on this Detroit game. Right. <laughs> so Denver has a good defense. Goff will not have anywhere near the game he had last week. No. Sure. So no, I'm going to be confused. Of, yep. I see a lot of Jamal Williams. I see a lot of Denver running. I see a grinded out 21-17 type of game. It's going to go under. I don't think there's going to be more than two or three touchdowns in this game. Touchdown. Field goals. Missed field goals. A lot of field goals. Denver has has the clear advantage at home, but not by that much. So I am taking Detroit with the points and the under. And if you go to FanDuel and get it at nine and a half, take it. Bet it now because it might go down a little bit. So, Right, right. And, Scott, if I can give you homework. Sure. Uh, I want to know the over-under of touchdowns in this game. Over-under touchdowns? Okay. <laughs> There's two of them going under. <laughs> I'll see if I can finally let you know on Sunday. <laughs> what do you think, Chad? Yeah, oh, screams lines. I mean, Denver is just a team – I, I can't believe. I mean, this uh, this big of a favorite. They're just not right, going right. to cover. They're not going to cover that line. And you know, yeah, this is just screams under man. Both teams have been really, really big under teams. Detroit had a little bit of life, but they were playing in a controlled, you know, environment, um, home game, controlled environment against the Vikings defense, who's not as the Broncos defense is a lot better. Top defense here in the conditions at Epic Mile High, this game's going to come up way under. So, yeah, I love those picks. I'm, I'm Detroit plus nine, under 42 and a half all day. Love it. Love it. going to be very interesting. Um, late games. So, there's four late games. I like it when it's four late games because that, that keeps the red zone rolling. <laughs> when there's two, then they got hands and want to start talking and, and I have to, like, Go beyond mute and turn the TV off. So, unanimous appellate court decision is Detroit. As high as the line gets to 30 minutes before kickoff, we're already getting at 9.5. We can get that at 10, man. That is very good. Under 42 all day. Mm-hmm. Um, let me check this real quick. I, I don't think a Denver game has gone over. In a long time. Let's see. Denver is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and two to the under. Detroit is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight to the under. Including the last eight out of ten. Average score of an NFL game is 45. The over under in this game is 42. The over under should be 35. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that value from the value equation? No. I mean, it's, it is for most psychological factors, but we don't know the money part of it because we don't got real numbers. We don't know the prospectus. We don't know the, the, the balance sheet. 
We don't know. We don't have the accounting triggers. And even if we got it, you got to remember, the two accountants for the Raiders should be in jail. They both got fired for cooking the numbers on the spreadsheets. <laughs> right? These guys work for an NFL team. It's not value. However, it's experiential knowledge that we collectively have collaborating and is seeing with our eyes and pattern recognition of what the situation is. Detroit plus nine under 42. More dysfunction, more cheap family-owned teams. Uh, you got the Greek mob involved now, spam of families. Sponge docks, tarpon screens, Portland, daddy spandos hired my family's cleaning company to clean hotels in Clearwater, Florida back in the day. Slumlords from Stockton, California. Staten, California. Spano family. Uh, the sister is suing the brother because she, she says there's no money there. Because they have to kick up, right? In the mafia, you have to kick up. They've been kicking up the Tarpon Springs. There's no money. They owe Goodell, Jerry Jones, and Stan Crockery over a billion dollars with a B at home. Uh, they won a shootout last week against another cheap family home team. And what's going on with the Giants? Who's calling the plays? Is Clark Judge calling the plays? Um, all the Giant games go under, so it's got to go under 43. It opens at 45 points. 46.5. And as Using pattern recognition, Chadley astutely, right, gave us some information. It can't be legit, Mark, right? We know markets are inefficiently, but just for the record, if it's a real market, it's all over the place. This is too coordinated. Every single game started high, too low, right? It's impossible <laughs> for that to be a legit market, right? Yeah. So we're talking about uh, manipulation, right? And self-interest, using our common sense. Minus 10. Uh, the Giants are coming up with close loss. All they do is close losses, right? The Giants. So make sense of this game for us, if you can. Please, Scott and then Chad. I'll give you five words. Jake Fromm starts at quarterback for the Giants. Oh, my God. Jake Fromm. <laughs> going on right as of right now, going under, and the Chargers are winning the game, and it could be a shutout. Take the Giants team total under. Giants may yeah. not even come close. So based to on what you said, Chargers minus 10. It's, it, that's a layup. That's a under, under 43. Yep. And Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are in the COVID. Mike Williams might be able to play. Keenan Allen, I'm not sure about, but I don't think it's going to matter. Jake, it's funny because Jake Fromm came up. People are debating who's the worst Georgia quarterback in the last 10 years. Jake Fromm or Stetson Bennett. <laughs> they just signed him off the Buffalo Bills practice squad. 
Yeah, that that game got pulled off the betting board. So, so yeah, that's got probably got to be the Jake Fromm thing. <laughs> Jake yeah. Fromm. They're like, oh shit, take it down. <laughs> a good backup college quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Jones. Jones has got a neck injury. He's he's probably out. Glennon's in the concussion protocol. Judge said today he doesn't think he's going to play. All day, Jake. All day, charges. Jake Fromm starts at quarterback. When's the last time he threw an NFL pass, if ever? Even though it's going to be a home game for the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't see the Giants putting up many points. Any points. Could be any, yeah. i take the Giants team total under. Let me ask you this. We'll go Chad, then Scott. Who's the worst quarterback, Davis Mills or Jake Fromm? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even remember. I, I don't know the last time I seen Jake Fromm play. It feels like it was like so long ago. And that's another, that's another, I know all three of us agree on that. That's why tanking is so stupid. Yep. Because yep. where's the talent evaluation and development of quarterbacks when you have a weak in the NFL $16 billion industry when you have uh, two tomato cans? Playing in Davis Mill and Jake Fromm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I gotta talk to Anna. I might just go to this game to start screaming and uh, making fun of Jake Fromm. Getting all the Giants fans round up. To be honest with I'm you, I'm like a whole section of Giants fans laughing. You can't, you can't even put any analysis on this game because we <laughs> have it's over. There's no chance. Yeah. There's only one team playing. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And second half land chargers. Yep. Because the Giants have no backups and their defense is just going to be on, on the field so they can get a contract for next year. Yeah. Once a dude gets a sack, he's going to act like he has a, a bad leg. He doesn't want to come in. He's got enough stats to come in the next year. So exactly. second half line, money line, chargers, no points. Chargers minus 10, right? Under 40, uh, embed it right now because whatever goes under, a lot of San Diego people, a lot of Southern California people listen to the podcast, big money people, and they're going to go bet a lot of money now on the Chargers minus 10. Get them down before it gets way out of that key number. Any objection to that, Chad? Nah, all day. Love it. Nah. Next game, at least this is. Next game, at least two legitimate teams, semi-legitimate teams are going to show up. Uh, I think this is a coaching mismatch. Take the Bucks right now, minus three. The Buffalo Bills offense is a mess. The Bucks don't have a secondary. So I'll, I'll ask you guys about the silver-under. Is Josh Allen going to open it up now? Because they got the weapons. They got Diggs. It's going to be a mismatch, and so is Emmanuel Sanders it's going to be a mismatch. They don't have a big back, man. They don't have a legitimate 6'2", 6'3", 250-pound back to run the football. They just have some, you know, um, short black guys who used to have speed in college, right? Singletary, whatever. And I'm baffled, you know. Um, the Bill Belichick defense – um, does not account for the quarterback, and you're running your quarterback MVP guy. Uh, 
15, we mentioned it in our podcast yesterday, 15 times, design runs, average, every game. Buffalo's Bills radio was going nuts. One guy even cursed on it. He's like, how the hell are we at this point in the game and Josh Allen only has three design runs? You finish for that. Todd Bowles came back in the second half. He's been out coaching everybody with halftime adjustments, great defensive coordinator. Um, based on that, it's a it's a mismatch. Leslie Frazier against Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, and Brian Leswich. Edge goes to Tom Brady, but it's not a blowout. It is a blowout between Todd Bowles and Brian Deball. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus three, under 54. Two over the key number. I think they've confused everybody on that offense. And they made a mess of things. And I don't think they're getting out of this. We'll go Scott and Chad. So I saw a stat on TV today. Tom Brady is 32 and three against Buffalo in his career. Right. I don't see Tampa losing to Buffalo this week. I see the game going under the total. I think Tampa Bay is going to win this game by 10 points. I think that all the wind out of Buffalo sales got taken out last week by what Belichick did to them in terms of the game plan, throwing three passes and running the ball consistently 46, 47 times in the game. It's short week for Buffalo having to travel down to the Super Bowl champions. Brady's waiting for them. Brady can right. put their division hopes on ice. I can give it to the Patriots. I think Brady's going to have a really good game. I think he's going to throw up for 300 yards and three touchdowns. I see Tampa Bay winning the game. So that's, that's my opinion. Tampa Bay and the under. Tampa's going to play that shell two defense or a nickel or a dime and dare Buffalo to run the ball against them. They're not going to be able to do it. So that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I don't think Buffalo's kind of trending the wrong way here. And, um, you know, Tampa's going to throw the ball all around the field on them. They're, they're, they're putting up points every week. They're going to put up the points here. Um, I don't think the Bills are going to be able to keep up at all. And, uh, yeah, this total is way too high, 50, 54, 53 and a half. I don't see it getting that high at all. Um, and our average score of games, 45. I see this one being more around a 45. So, like that under a lot too. Um, Is he back? Did he go? He left. He should be right back. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta hop off though. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll let, let you guys finish up those last two games. I'll, I'll okay. listen. I'll listen to the podcast and get you guys on those. But all right. All right, Josh. Take I, Josh, I gotta hop off. I'll see you later. Is he back? Yeah, he just walked in the room. Yeah, he's walked in. All right. All right, Scott. All right, Chad, I'll see you. Take care. So we're going to go to the next game now, which is Chicago Green Bay. Games at Green Bay. Sunday night football. Green Bay is giving – oh, there's Josh. We'll let Josh – 
get back in here. You're muted. And I needed some charger cords. Okay. You know how that can get. Chad just hopped off, so it's just us two to finish it up here. Okay, cool. Uh, we got, so you guys, we got Tampa Bay. Yeah. Is this a big three and a half? Get it off to a key number. Could get, Buffalo's desperate, so they could do something crazy at the end. Under 54. Uh, Buffalo's offense in disarray. All right. Yep. Chicago at Green Bay Sunday night. Sunday night blowout. Um, COVID, anxiety. People don't want to work. Let's get that Sunday night game over with quickly. Snoozer. Put people to sleep, get them back to work on money. As many people as possible to get on money. It's a holiday month as well, right? Oh, holiday month as well. I'm just checking here. The Packers are coming off a bye. So Flirts has been thinking of plays up in the bye. Um, open 45.5. Take the under now. What do you think, Scott? Total agreement. Uh, go Green Bay with the two weeks to prepare for their rivals at Lambeau Sunday night. Uh, so I'm going Green Bay under for sure. I think Green Bay is going to win this 24 to seven somewhere in the 31 to seven. So. so, yeah, so you have Green Bay Packers minus 12 and get that under now, get it to 44 and a half. That is the consensus pick. All right. All right. And now for the last game, Monday Night Football, the LA Rams plus two and a half. You would bet it to three at the Arizona Cardinals. It opened at 51. Now it's going to 52. And I'm going to check if they had played earlier in the year. They did. Arizona beat them 37 to 20, I believe, somewhere in that that vicinity. Right. So this Raheem Morris is studying them. He's going to rush three, drop eight. That's what stops the air raid. And revenge game theory. I like the Rams. Plus three, under 52. Stafford's body is broken down. So it's going to be the type of game plan where he doesn't have to do too much. I do remember that last game, and I remember that the defensive line of the Cardinals ate up that Rams offensive Wentworth is getting old, but they're going to mitigate that. They're going to have a plan for it. They're going to – you can get guys up normally than what they are three times a year. This is definitely the time for the Rams. They were embarrassed last time. It's in a control environment. You got Von Miller. You got Aaron Donald. They can get up. They're old, but they can get up for that one game. And the and Kyler Murray's hurt. It might be they're better off with Port McCoy. So I'm going to go with your LA Rams plus three. Get it to that king number 
under 52, which is also a key number. What do you think, Scott? I'm in agreement with you. I think this is why they brought Matt Stafford to, to Los Angeles. Games like this, primetime Monday night game, um, totally embarrassed the first time they played uh, division rival, um, needing this game to at least have a glimmer of hope to win the division. So I think the Rams are going to – the Rams are going to completely um, dominate the game early on offense, and I think it's going to be a slow-paced second half. So I'll take the Rams, and I'll take the under. That's a little bit too many points for, for my blood. So, Yeah, same right. here. Yeah, totally. And then on the live stream on Sunday, we'll get chats, picks. We'll put them on Twitter. Yep. Uh, we've done a lot of research on this. I really like this week. Yep. I like a return to the mean. I like some of that 20% luck factor to come our way. And we want to get it to 80 to 90%. So uh, what are your final thoughts, Scott? So I'll just go quickly. Um, I think this is going to start tomorrow night. I think it's just going to snowball into Sunday. I, I look at a lot of success for us. So um, that's where I go. And everybody listen to both podcasts before you place your bets. So. That's my thoughts. 100%. We got you better numbers than anybody else in the world. This is something that people are not even close. And we always close with Winston Churchill. You do not have to pay Action Sports $300 a month. You make a living from your labor. (laughs) But you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. All right, Scott. All right, I'm going to hop off. I'll see you uh, Sunday. All right, have a good one. You take care.